Lots of channels, nothing to watch, especially if you're searching for the truth. It's time to interrupt your regularly scheduled programs with something actually worth watching. Salem News Channel, straightforward, unfiltered, with in-depth insight and analysis from the greatest collection of conservative minds like Hugh Hewitt, Mike Gallagher, Sebastian Gorka, and more. Find truth. Watch 24-7 on SNC.TV and on Local Now, Channel 525. God said that he is not wanting that any should perish, but that all should come to repentance. We've come a long way, and there's churches all over the world today. But there's more people on the outside of the church than on the inside of the church. As you think about eternity, have you wondered what heaven will be like? The scripture certainly has a lot to say about that. And today, Pastor Morris is going to open the Word of God and take us on a journey to that great celestial home that Christ has gone ahead to prepare for us. Let's now join the Sunday morning service at the Largo Community Church for today's message, A Place Called Heaven. Death does not annihilate us. Death is but an open door, a gate that we go through to go into the living presence of God. But why, why a study on heaven? Why, why do I feel so prompt to, to do this study? Well, I heard a, a uh, retirement advisor talking, and this lady said something about retirement. She said, now, when you retire, where are you going to retire? Are you going to stay where you are? Are you going to uh, relocate somewhere in the south? Are, are you going to move out west? Uh, some people move to another country. Some people move to South America. Some people move to Europe. Uh, some people will move to Asia. And so this retirement uh, advisor said, I advise you sincerely to study the area of the world that you're going to move to. Learn all you can. Do some research. Learn about the electricity services in that country. Learn about the telephone services. Learn about the climate. Learn something about the taxes. If you can take a little vacation there, go there. Don't just up and move and not know anything about that country. It's just a picture you saw in a magazine. Do some research. Well, friends, we're going to be in heaven a long time. I think we need to know a little bit about where we're going to go and what we're going to experience in eternity. All right. Here we go. Not to heaven, but it's to the sermon. <laughs> God created heaven. You have an outline, and uh, maybe, uh, but uh, you look at your bulletin. God created heaven. It says in Genesis 1-1, we're going to go all the way back to the beginning. It says, in the beginning, God created the earth and the heavens, or the heavens and the earth. And I think of God creating the earth. God created dirt. How, where did he, how did he do that? How do you create dirt, grass, trees? And he spoke it all into existence. But it also said he created the heavens. Now notice this. It says heavens, plural. It didn't say heaven. It said heavens. The apostle Paul said he was caught up into the third heaven. He said, I saw things. 
I'm reading now from 2 Corinthians 2, 9, that no eye has seen, no ear has heard, it has never entered into the imagination of man the things that God has prepared for those that love him. God has been and is preparing for us. Now, God, it only took God six days to create the earth, the sun, the moon, the stars, only six days. It's been 2,000 years since Jesus said, I go to prepare a place for you. Now, God created the earth and the heavens in six days, but he's been working on your eternal home for 2,000 years. Now, if God could create the earth and the, the sky and the planets in six days, what has he done in 2,000 years that he's making for you and me to live in? It, it's going to be magnificent. I hasn't seen. You've never seen it. You've never heard anything about it. And by no means have you ever dreamed or been in a trance or, or, or conceived what God has prepared. F- listen. For those who love him. I'll tell you right now, not everybody's going there because right now everybody doesn't love him. But if you love him, you can't just say it with your words. You've got to say it with your life and with your obedience. Friend, you decide now whether or not you're going to go to that place called heaven. There is a heavenly city that is called the New Jerusalem. It is sometimes referred to as heaven's capital city. Now, that is the where we're going to go and where we're going to live. Now, I'm going to talk about, listen to me with all your heart, dear friend, this is the heaven you're going to. It has dimensions. It has streets. It can be measured. Let's look, let's look at the measurement of heaven, the new Jerusalem, the capital city. I'm going to read Revelation 21, verse 15 and 16. The angel who talked with me had a measuring rod of gold to measure the city, its gates and its walls. The city was laid out like a square, as long as it is wide. He measured the city with the rod and found it to be 1,400 miles in length and as wide and high as it is long. Now those were the outside measurements of the city of Jerusalem the New Jerusalem, heaven's capital city, where Christians are going to go when they die. That city is large enough to hold every person who has ever been born from the beginning of time. It is a very large and roomy place. But then there's the rest of the universe. But that's the New Jerusalem. That's where we're going. That's where all Christians have gone. And we've lost some wonderful people from the Largo Community Church in just the last year or so. And that's where they are now. They just didn't go poof off into some place. They, into somewhere, into some atmosphere. They went to a specific place that has dimensions. Every bit as specific as you can go across the city limits and into Washington, D.C. or across the city limits into Baltimore, Maryland. This city has limits, and this is the measurement of the city. Now, I'm going to, that's the outside. Let's go to the inside. What's it going to look like when we get inside that city? Here are some striking features that our dear loved ones who have gone on and that I'm going to see and you're going to see. We're going to see 12 
pearly gates. And you've, you've heard songs, you know, the, the pearly gates, the, those gates of pearl. There, there are 12 huge gates of pearl. We know this also, that a pearl is made out of, a, out of the pain of an oyster. And we know that those gates will open all because of the pain that Jesus Christ suffered for you and me. We don't go to heaven because we are good looking, because we're intelligent, because we have a lot of money, because we've done good things. We go to heaven because somebody suffered. Friend, either that somebody who is Jesus has suffered for us, or we'll bear and do our own suffering. But somebody's got to suffer for sin because God is a just judge and he cannot wink and overlook sin. And the only way to get rid of sin is to confess it and to repent and anybody and everybody can do it and God calls everybody to do that. So we go to heaven all because of Jesus. We go to heaven Only because of Jesus. Do you know him as your personal Lord and Savior? If you don't know him, then you can just forget everything I'm saying and forget the the dimensions of that city because that city will never be seen. But God loves the world and he loves you and he loves everybody in this world. Pastor Morris will return in a moment with the conclusion of today's message. Following this important invitation, we invite you to join us in worship this Sunday at either the 9 o'clock or 11 o'clock service to experience a wonderful fellowship of believers and faith-building messages based on God's Word that is sure to encourage your faith and spiritual formation in Christ. The church is located at 1701 Enterprise Road in Bowie, Maryland. For more information, visit our website at largocc.org. Now, let's join Pastor Jack Morris for the conclusion of today's message, A Place Called Heaven. We're going to see those 12 gates and they're going to open for us because of Jesus and his pain. When we get inside the gates of the city, we're going to see walls and we're going to see streets. And those streets and those walls are going to be made out of, the scripture says, jasper, pure gold, and precious stones. Now the pure gold is a transparent gold that you can see through. Now, such gold is not known on earth. You cannot see through gold. But there's a special, special gold that is transparent. We're going to see that and we're going to walk those streets. We're going to see a river of life. And that river of life flows from the throne of God. Its source is the throne. And it brings eternal peace and eternal joy. And all our needs and all our longings are going to be met because of that sweet and precious river that comes right from the heart of God and flows right through the middle of that that holy city. And then we're going to see the tree of life, the very tree that Adam and Eve saw in the Garden of Eden, and God stopped them from eating of that tree because they chose the tree of sin first. Why is it that we have that draw toward the wrong, and we want to experiment with that first. And so God put them out of the garden. God put an angel there with a flaming sword lest they eat of the tree of life and live forever. And then God took that tree and put it in the 
paradise or the heavens, capital city. And we will eat of its fruit. We will live forever. We will enjoy perfect health forevermore. Hey, are you ready? (laughs) This is the gate Jesus made possible for us. We need now to prepare for heaven. We can know in advance. Now, friend, this is the most important part of my sermon today. Everybody loves to read about revelation. Everybody, we we sort of have that crystal ball drawn. We want to know what's going to happen. So we read Revelation and we read Daniel and we read Ezekiel and we read Isaiah. We want to know what's going to happen. Friend, it's going to happen just as the Bible says it's going to happen. But this is the most part, our preparation and knowing that we're ready. 1 John 5.13, I write these things to you who believe in my name, in the name of the Lord, the Son of God, so that, here it is, so that you may know that you have eternal life. Friend, get the guesswork out of it. Well, I think I'm going to go to heaven. Why? Well, I've been a good guy. You don't go to heaven because you're a good guy. Because none of us are good guys or good gals. We have all sinned. And the only way to get rid of that sin is to bring it up from the heart and confess it with the mouth. For with the mouth, confession is made unto salvation. And with the heart, man believeth unto righteousness. That's the only way. I've got to say, God, with a broken heart, I'm a sinner. I have failed you. I have broken your law. I have transgressed. When I say that and truly, really mean it, then the sin is taken away. And I truly know that I have been born again. I can know it. No more guesswork. I can truly know. A few years ago, there was a lady by the name of Ruth Ann Metzgar and her husband, Roy. They lived out in Seattle. Ruth Ann was a professional singer. A very wealthy man was getting married, and he asked Ruth Ann to come and to sing at his wedding. And he had the money. He made it spectacular, as close to heaven as anybody could make a marriage. Ruth Ann sang at the wedding. The wedding was over. The guest invited to the reception. The reception was held on the two top floors of the Seattle Columbia Towers, the two tallest skyscrapers in all of the West. And uh, they entered the building. There was a grass and brass staircase that led to the top floor. And across the area was a satin ribbon that was ceremonially cut. And then the announcement was made that echoed through the halls, the wedding feast, is about to begin. And so the bride and the groom walked up that staircase, followed by their guest. And when they got to the top, there was a maitre d' with a large book, bound book. He opened that book, and he said, May I have your name, please? And she said, I am Ruth Ann Metzgar, and this is my husband, Roy. He goes, look down the M's, down the M's. He said, ma'am, I can't find your name. He said, would you spell your name? She spelled it slowly. He goes down. He said, ma'am, your name's not in the book. She said, but I am Ruth Ann Metzgar. I'm the one who sang the solo at the wedding. 
And the maitre d' firmly but kindly said, it does not matter who you are or what you've done. If your name is not in the book, you do not go into the banquet. And with that, he turned to a waiter and he said, would you escort this couple to the service elevator and let them go down to the garage? Ruth Ann said they walked through that beautiful place. Waiters in tuxedos with hors d'oeuvres and exotic beverages. She said there were smoked salmon and, and uh, shrimp. She said it was the most beautiful, most exotic, glorious place that she had ever seen. It was a rich man. He had the money. He could do it. And she said there were all of the musicians ready to go into the orchestra pit in and in, in brilliant white tuxedos. And she said when they got to the service elevator, the waiter just reached in and hit G for ground floor. They went down to the parking lot, got in the car, drove off, drove down the highway. And after a while, this Roy broke the silence. And he reached over and he took Ruth Ann by the arm. And he said, sweetheart, what happened? And she said, well... She said, I got an invitation with an RSVP. And she said, I was so busy. She said, and I thought, really, it doesn't really matter. After all, I'm the guest soloist. And do I really need to RSVP? And then she broke and started to weep. Not because she missed the most luxurious, beautiful banquet ever given. But she was a Christian, and so is Roy a Christian. And she began to weep and she thought about the people who are going to come before the judgment bar of God. And God's going to say, your name is not in the book. And we're going to say, well, why? And God's going to say, I've sent out invitation to you and you never RSVP'd. You don't go to heaven because you sit in a pew in a church. You don't go to heaven even because you go and accept the ordinances. You go to heaven because you humble yourself as a sinner and accept Jesus. You have to accept the invitation. Just the other day, I got a new cell phone. And you know how it is when you get a new phone. And you you have to program that. And I couldn't program it. And so I went to the Verizon store. And uh, I was fortunate to have the account executive to sit down with me to program this phone. And she asked me a lot of questions. Then she turned and she got on the computer to get my history and my background. And she said, oh, I see you're a pastor. Does it show? (laughs) On my forehead? She said, I see you're a pastor. And I said, yes. I said, and then I felt bold enough. And I said, do you go to church? And you know what she said to me? Not anymore. And I said, not anymore. And so I turned around and we forgot about the phone. And I knew this was a divine appointment. Just like you being here today is a divine appointment. And I asked her, I said, why not? She said, oh, I used to go to church. And she named the name of the church, a Bible teaching church. She said, I was baptized in that church. And she said, I used to even sing in the choir. She said, but pastor, I'm so busy. She said, I have to work on Sunday. We've got to get these stores open. And so I told her, I said, you know what my sermon title is next Sunday? That's today. A place called heaven. And I called her by her first name. And I said, her first name. And I said, 
Verizon will be here long after you and I are gone. Friend, let me tell you something today. You're giving your soul or you're selling your soul to something or someone. Someone says, I'm my own man. I'm my own. No, you're not. Something's got a hook in your jaw. You're after power. You're after prestige. You're after popularity. You're selling out after money. But there's something that you're selling your soul to. You have a choice. To give your heart to Christ or you give your heart to something else. Something else. Well, I have to hurry along. But on August the 28th, Martin Luther King Jr., August the 28th, 1963, down at the, war, down at the Lincoln Memorial, gave one of the most important speeches in all of U.S. history. We celebrated the 50th anniversary just a few, few days ago. A rhetorical masterpiece. And I'm not going to read that whole, whole speech. I'm going to read just a little bit, just a section of it. Listen to this. Let freedom ring. And when this happens and when we allow freedom to ring, when we let it ring from every village and every hamlet and from every state and every city, We will be able to speed up that day when all God's children, black men and white men, Jews and Gentiles, Protestants and Catholics, will be able to join hands and sing in the words of the old Negro spiritual, free at last, free at last. Thank God Almighty, I'm free at last. And then he said these words, I have a dream. I have a dream that... My four little children will one day live in a nation where they will not be judged by the color of their skin, but by the content of their character. Friend, God's looking for one thing, and that's to see Jesus in your heart. That's all he's interested in, seeing Jesus in your heart. God dreamed, it says, that he so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son, that whosoever believes in him should not perish, but have everlasting life. It is God's will for everybody to go to the new Jerusalem, to that capital city, and have a relationship with God and a relationship with one another forever and forever. The scripture says in Revelation 5, 9, listen to this, a lot of people are going there, You were slain, the Lord Jesus Christ. You were slain, and with your blood, you purchased men for God from every tribe and every language and every people and every nation. Now, God is still working. God is still sending out the invitation. Here comes another invitation. You didn't RSV on the first one. Will you RSV on this one? You have to RSVP or you don't get into the banquet. But the banquet, everybody has an invitation. Listen, if you could get to heaven because you're a good guy, why, why was Jesus crucified? Friend, we're going to bow before the Lord in just a moment. We're going to pray. God wants you in his family. He wants to save your soul, redeem your life. Make your life more wonderful than you ever dreamed possible on this earth. 
And then Paul said, to die is gain. I just get more and more, better and better, the perfect life. But it begins now with you accepting God's invitation. We hope that today's message has been a blessing and has strengthened your faith in God. The Healing Word is a ministry of the Largo Community Church and exists to grow your faith in God and lead you to a closer walk with Jesus. But we can't do it alone. Will you consider partnering with Pastor Morris today by praying for the ministry and consider sending a gift to help us in reaching those who are struggling with life's challenges and need hope for tomorrow? You can make your tax-deductible donation in a matter of minutes by visiting our website, largocc.org. Click on The Healing Word and follow the Donations tab to complete your support of this vital ministry. You can also mail a check made out to The Healing Word to 1701 Enterprise Road in Bowie, Maryland, 20721. When you contact us, Pastor Morris will return a note of thanks and will lift your name up in prayer to God with heartfelt thanks and appreciation. Be sure to tune in to WAVA tomorrow at this same time for another edition of The Healing Word. Until tomorrow, blessings on you.